0: Let's Talk Oculus, a VR podcast, is proudly sponsored by the good folks at Patreon. If you want to support the show, join us on patreon.com forward slash let's talk Oculus. What's up, Oculus nerds? I'm Dan from Playtest VR, and welcome back to episode 64 of Let's Talk Oculus. Unfortunately, Samson is away, but we do have a very special guest, the founder and CEO of Reboot Imagine. Business partner of Team Infinite VR. This list goes on. Uh, I'm one of the newest members of the F Reality Crew podcast. It's Jose Santiago Rivera. How are you doing, bro? What's up, bro? Not much, man. It's been absolutely busy. I'm
1: so glad to finally be on the podcast. It sucks that Samson's not here, but you know, like my shout-outs to him. We're gonna do another one and connect. But um, absolutely. yeah, man, I'm happy to be here
0: yeah it's good to have you on us i know you're a very busy dude you know this the whole year i mean we'll get into it (laughs) this whole year has been has been mad for you but in a good way in a good Mm -hmm. way um and we'll definitely dive into to all of that but i appreciate you coming on the show um i know you've had a busy week as well (laughs) often events (laughs) and such
1: yeah it's actually funny enough uh the reason that it delayed me a little bit is because it's actually the week of Iapa, mm-hmm. which is actually the largest international expo for the commercial entertainment sector. Yeah. Um, which is like the industry side where I'm at, right? Which is mm-hmm. really why I'm so excited to be on the podcast today, right? Because you, you know, you I'm you've have spoken to a lot of amazing people in the VR space, right? From gamers mm-hmm. and creators, and there's so many people doing amazing stuff in the VR world, but I I just like to have fun, man. I, I yeah. like to I, I like to focus on the entertainment sector and commercial and yeah. I'm super excited to talk about it.
0: For sure, for sure. Okay, yeah. So obviously in today's episode we'll kind of go into Jose's background in VR. Um specializes in location-based arcades, which I'm super excited to talk about because we've not really had someone on the show in that kind of play space before. Um, And obviously, like I said, Team Infinite and such, we'll we'll go into all of that stuff as well. But before we begin, a little bit of housekeeping. Let's Talk arcus is available every single Wednesday on all good podcast platforms and some rubbish ones as well. We're also on YouTube and we have a Discord where we get together every single week to play multiplayer games and have... Big screen events and such. I think we're planning some Christmas uh, movies um, coming in December. Um, I know this past week or two on the Discord, we've been crushing Among Us. That and Walkabout Mist has been kind of like, you know, the dominating... Um. Actually, on that, Jose, have you? i managed a chance to like play a few VR. Oh, games actually, funny
1: time? enough, mm-hmm. I, in an hour, I actually have a multiplayer session with mm-hmm. uh, Jackal, who just signed up. Uh, Jackal Sapto Games, um, who mm-hmm. signed up as our community manager for Reboot Imagine, so he actually yeah. set up a play session. So we're actually going to go off on on uh, Among Us VR
0: later today. Oh, perfect. Yeah. We yeah, know. We've so actually I, I got
1: that. I've been waiting. I've been, I've been going away <laughs> yeah. from my computer and my headset for the whole week. So I've been watching a lot of people play, but yeah. that's kind of the the little perk of being behind the scenes, right? Because mm. you get to see things early. So I, I've been, I've seen so much of Among Us. I'm kind of excited. I know what to do already. Yeah. I don't have to spend yeah. that long figuring yeah. it out. <laughs> it's It's such a
0: simple, simple game and simple concept. Mm-hmm. But I think it's that. Once you're in there with a bunch of friends, it is so much fun. And I don't think I've laughed so much in VR playing that's that amazing. game. You know, and the
1: scalability too, right? Because that, that's mm. the first time after watching that game, I was like, oh, wow, Among Us does have potential to really create new you know scenario yeah. games that actually transcend just the 2d formula mm-hmm. and and it's just uh, i'm just excited i, I can't yeah. wait for people to start playing around with mods and uh oh. i can't I'm, wait I'm
0: till new maps come in and such as well like they've crushed it and uh, yeah i feel like at christmas time they're gonna blow up yet again i mean they already did it oh, a yeah. couple of years ago on flat screen so i think they're gonna do it again because it is it is sick. Actually, <laughs> is.
1: I-, I had family members that are waiting for the holidays. They're actually, hey, are we gonna play Among Us when we get together? I'm yeah, like, yeah, we're well, we gonna
0: do it. Yeah, people get in their quest That's probably one of the um first games that they'll download, to be honest. <sighs> I'm it's so excited. That, it's that good for sure. Um, but let's let's talk a bit about you, Jose. Obviously, being the guest. Um for the people who don't know you, what what Like, what is your background? Where where did you come from, (laughs) in a way? You know, (laughs) because obviously right now, (laughs) we're in arcade and such, but who who are you? Like, well, what is your background?
1: All right. So I'm pretty well known behind the scenes as Jose, the VR tech, right? Um, The reason I was able to dominate that name was because there wasn't a lot of VR techs. Um, From the time where I came from, I've been in the VR space since almost 2013, 2014, Mm -hmm. um, pretty much dating back all the way up to the original Kickstarter. Um mm. lucky Kickstarter for, for the original Oculus. Wow. Um, so I was very heavy in the GBA temp forums. Um, mm. a lot of old school gaming forums uh mm. that were actually looking very into the XR development scene. Um, I actually was really big into the PSP, PS Vita mm. development uh area. So I was playing around with like the VR viewfinder with mm. uh Metal Gear Acid and just wow. really random uh, VR uh well we i didn't even call it vr at the time we just Uh-oh. called it like <laughs> i didn't even know what i was calling it at the time it's something that's actually been like trying to think back because i was playing a lot with like you know up upscreen uh, visuals mm. but i never really called it virtual reality which is really yeah. bizarre to 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 come to like conceptualize so i kind of like reflect back i was like what was i calling it when i was playing with we, this we've other- come
0: a long way haven't we yeah <laughs>
1: it, it's bizarre but yeah man so i um I come from the IT sector. I've been involved in the help desk industry um, since I graduated high school. So I've done everything from like IT support, help desk, IT. Yeah. I did uh, um, executive support for some companies, uh, insurance companies. So I'm very mm-hmm. big in the formal IT space. And around 2014, 2015, when VR started coming out, uh, mm-hmm. I found an opportunity. You know, started having conversations with uh, industry executives in the IT world about what adopting new hardware and technologies mean, and they gave mm-hmm. me a shot. We, we, mm-hmm. I found a way to get a budget for an original <laughs> Oculus <laughs> and um, the management hated it. <laughs> Unfortunately, they had no idea what to do <laughs> with it. Uh, it was an insurance company, right? So mm-hmm. it, it was really early, but I, I, I ended up keeping the headset. And, yeah. you know, I feel like that was like my, it was like a stealthy way for me to find a way to get a headset mm-hmm. and it worked and it did. So I, I uh, fell in love with VR been focused on it um i dealt with burnout in the it sector you know so much changing and the bureaucracy and you know it's it was never me i love to have fun i love entertainment Mm -hmm. um i never considered myself a a hardcore gamer but i do Mm -hmm. love video games Mm -hmm. and i love the power of gaming right so i was not the, the person that would buy like the latest AAA game, but that was yeah. somebody that would like actively play like you know a lot of retro games, speed running, and mm-hmm. I love following the the industry. And yeah. when I started seeing a lot of lanes being opened up in the entertainment sector, I was like, oh, this is kind of the
0: yeah.
1: the you know the match made in heaven. And
0: yeah, like kind oh, of your you know, entry level story. into that exactly. industry, in a way, right? Yeah. How did um yep. how did actual VR come come about? Because obviously you know you're in the Kickstarter and such, but mm-hmm. what even made you interested in that scene? Any, and like, Because obviously the people are like, oh, I've played PSVR for the first time. I tried the first Quest 1 and such, or maybe I was in game development and that's where I got it. But where where did you kind of hear about VR and kind of you know, jump onto that scene? It,
1: it's really bizarre, but I, I always loved the industry from the back end side, right? I mm. loved hacking and reverse engineering software. It was kind of always where... Um, my passion always led. So I was, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk too much because it, it's, it's things I don't want to kind of like come back yeah. to me, but I was very mm-hmm. heavily involved with like PSP hacking and like a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, there was a, I was part of a group that, uh, was working a lot with something called the PSP Pandora's battery, um, uh, right. which was a very big, uh, pivotal item back in the day that, was uh, allowing you to pretty much uh, load custom software onto the mm-hmm. PSP, and mm-hmm. it—I it, just loved the the hacking side of it. All right, uh, yeah. we we called them back in the day script kiddies, which were people that were really into looking at the codes and yeah. and following tutorials. That's really what I what I loved about uh, technology, right? So
0: you enter um... happening. You into modding as well, then? Yes, heavy modding, modding
1: right? So when I started seeing yeah. people like creating, you know, the viewfinder hacks for Metal Gear yeah. Acid, I started thinking about goggles and what mm. could we do to like put them in football helmets. I once again, it, it sucks that I wish I could. I was calling it VR, but I was just yeah. calling it like really cool lenses, you know. <laughs> but um, you know, and Palmer Lucky, you know, did what he did with the scene, and it, it was kind of like ushering the, the the polls. Like I figured it out, guys. Mm. This is the way, and it's been magic ever since you know like every iteration every single company i work for so i've been trying to stay involved in the scene as much as i yeah. could go to the conferences i'm a big networker as you can tell i yeah. love talking more yeah. than than i work so yeah. um that's kind of where my um passion it comes, comes from, from really Technology, and then obviously because... you were at
0: iapa was it this week yes. you were at IAPA? this week
1: yeah. how, i actually how just is... got back
0: yesterday how... wow how, how was that how was iapa
1: man it was absolutely intense right i i call iapa like my my industry super bowl right mm-hmm. which is everybody prepares to uh showcase the latest products and everything everything in the arcade space right you're thinking mm-hmm. about water slides and yeah. bowling lanes virtual reality arenas esports franchises which mm-hmm. is a really really big thing mm-hmm. this year vr has kind of always been and kind of tangling with the industry yeah. but this year it felt more alive than ever uh mm-hmm. a lot of companies really understood what vr was uh uh my company has kind of been involved in in the space now for quite a bit so people every time that they saw me they started talking about hey what's the greatest headset yeah. right now for commercial yeah. and so there was a lot of passion um we were able to see a lot of great companies that were Massively going in on mm-hmm. the powers of virtual reality. Uh, one that comes to mind is Hollowgate, right? Hollowgate right. has been around in the virtual reality commercial space for quite a while, mm-hmm. but to kind of see them going, you know, double down on the industry immediately, like mm-hmm. two years after the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, goes to show how there's so much interest on the global level. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they uh, often, in this industry, especially in the VR space, we we kind of tend to take for granted our, our our place in the world, right? We a lot of people talk about the VR industry is dying. It's like yes, maybe it feels it's like dying. it's dying. It's always, it's always dying, always dying, been dying. <laughs> And you also think about the regional place where that person is saying that they're saying this for the mm. United States, yeah, Latin America, and South America. They, there's so many parts of the world that are actually now embracing mm. the the actual powers of virtual reality i had a lot of conversations in where people yeah like i said latin america people in ukraine that are rebuilding you know their businesses mm. and and they're rethinking from an entertainment perspective it's mm. absolutely wonderful and beautiful that um mm. we're seeing the you know the, the the third world markets as people call them yeah. embrace these new uh these new technologies so it's it's more life than ever if anything yeah.
0: I, I think came... a lot of people are in a bubble right that they only see the surface level yes. stuff things I mean, they might see okay maybe the quest doesn't have many games coming out in September or in October oh vr is dead it's done <laughs> you know it's <laughs> like the
1: worst part is is that they underestimate like the power of what the value of a triple game means right mm-hmm. it, it, i, I mm-hmm. think what's happening is that we're starting to learn these lessons it comes to mind a lot uh, as the android mobile yeah. revolution right where people started realizing it's like okay yeah sure you can load up any software on android mm-hmm. but what is a quality android yeah. program right because we were only seeing these quality mm-hmm. software from an apple ecosystem
2: mm-hmm.
1: um I think that's what's happening with, with VR is that we're, we're reaching a positive point of stagnation where, yeah. where uh, everybody is now okay, we're going to make the same clone of, uh, of Gorilla Tag. Okay, yeah. let's now figure out how to make different styles of the game. So people are figuring it out in real time. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, um, I talk this a lot with my team and my company. Yeah. It's I feel like virtual reality right now has reached a point where we figured out how to write text, right? Mm-hmm. We figured out how to, how to have conversations. We figured out how, what words mean, but nobody's yeah. ever gone to say, okay, let's write down the definitions of each word so we can have mm-hmm. a positive conversation or a negative yeah. conversation, regardless of conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening right now. I feel like a lot of companies Meta being one of the the yeah. bigger players in it. They're actively figuring out as many concepts systems back in infrastructure mm. i just a day ago i was watching a comment i, I think it was the golf plus guys where yeah. they they were making a, a point to to Boz and carmack with uh the search oh,
0: just being optimized yeah on the search yeah for board.
1: golf yeah. and under 11 hours i saw a response from Boz. i yeah. said hey we fixed Boarded it It and, you mm. know it, it's and it, you know what broke my heart from that point is when I saw it the original time. It had like no likes, no interactions. Mm. It had like about. It, it was like two hours since I posted. Them. I'm like, wait yeah. a minute, these are. This is the stuff that people are supposed to highlight when they say VR is dead or yeah. not dead. Right. Yeah. So it, it's very interesting that VR is very much alive. It's just alive behind the scenes. There, there's a lot of infrastructure being born at the moment.
0: Yeah. And it's amazing that that's what, the, what you can see because you are behind the scenes. Right. So you get to see yeah. all this happening and that kind of comes on to your company, Reboot, Reboot Imagine, uh, Imagine. Right. So mm-hmm. it's you've describe to the people at home first and what, what is your company, Reboot Imagine?
1: yeah so we're a location-based entertainment service and support company right so location-based entertainment is pretty much any entertainment that you leave your home for Mm -hmm. it's uh bowling alleys it's laser tag arenas esports arenas for vr you name it the problem right now with these industries is that they're kind of led by the companies that are selling the product Mm -hmm. and then the company that are buying the product yeah um it's the same issue as buying a car, right? If you mm. go into a Mercedes dealer and you're looking for the best car for your budget, they're yep. not going to sell you a Toyota. They're going to sell you a Mercedes, right? Sure. So I, I started realizing that quickly in the industry. It's like, oh man, there's so many great products. There's the Hollowgate, there's the tower mm. tags, there's the zero latencies, mm. and the phenomena. There's so many amazing esports and, and yep. amazing VR platforms, but How do you know that you're purchasing something new for your location instead Mm -hmm. of a new flavor of the same thing
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, and building an independent voice in the space? There's a a lot of amazing um, industry leaders already. There's the Bob Cooney's, the Kevin Williams Mm -hmm. uh, with the Stinger Report who are very well-known in the space, but they also represent an established voice in the space, right? Mm-hmm. I represent a new one, a modern one. Most of mm-hmm. these people have been in the industry for 20 plus years. Yeah. So there's a you know unfortunate realities about being in the industry for that long that I'm able to bring a fresh new perspective and kind of – you know, yeah, and right I guess some do. of
0: these some of these people as well who want to start say VR arcades and such may not know exactly what, what they have to get into to make that experience Correct. great, right? So you have VR as, as something something new for people. When, when they put a VR headset on and they say do a roller coaster simulator at a mall and they're just immediately sick and such, that could completely derail the experience and may never try VR again because they've had that one experience. Yep. First impressions count in VR, right? Exactly. So also with your company as well is that you're kind of bridging that gap to make sure that those experiences are best suited for those customers who go in. That
1: is correct. We call I, I call it candy with the medicine. Anybody who has known me always mm. says that's my business uh, practice. It's it's you it, unfortunately humanity historically has been nothing but followers, right? We we have to kind of be told how to have fun, how to entertain. And these are the ways that you're going to communicate and and do uh team building exercises in the virtual space, right? Mm. So we we started figuring out the formula. It's okay. We don't want to be glorified salesmen, but we also don't want to give a biased answer or a biased mm-hmm. uh, sale to our clients. So mm-hmm. we started figuring out how do we showcase these products and mm-hmm. it's having fun with them. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I started building a team of, of course, excessive executives, people that understand this industry, but also people that really like to have fun. Mm-hmm. People that understand water parks, people that understand yeah. arcade sectors, repairs, prevent preventive yeah. maintenance, mm-hmm. but also understand emerging technologies like virtual reality, mm-hmm. augmented reality and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's kind of where we started figuring out our lane. We started figuring out, okay, by us really understanding these platforms, having conversations with the creators, mm-hmm. it, we don't have to sell a product. We no. the clients immediately come to us and they say, "Hey, you know what we're looking for? This is our budget. These are demographic. Yes. This is the experiences we're looking for." As you explained,
2: mm-hmm.
1: virtual reality arcades are usually where people experience VR for the first time, yeah. and unfortunately, because of the cost and the inability to find independent voices in the space, Mm -hmm. you end up buying a product that is not effective. Unfortunately, um, regional differences, even in virtual reality, can mean a lot. VR roller coasters, usually in mass production, they're produced overseas. They're designed Mm -hmm. for... Uh, height of five feet or under right because of mm-hmm. the regional location you mm-hmm. bring that into the united states you get a seven foot three yeah. person trying it they're going to have a horrible experience yeah. the the motion because it's running a little slower because of the yeah. weight and it just breaks the experience so that's what mm-hmm. we do we we really focus on the candy with the medicine we understand how important vr is for the first time especially mm-hmm. we want to make sure that people buy more products right nobody yep. sets yep. out I've never met somebody that says, hey, Jose, I'm building one arcade and that's it. I'm retiring. They say, no, I'm building one to get another one and another one. Mm -hmm. So you got to make sure that they're happy with this stuff, right? There's a lot of uh, big companies. There's Dave & Buster's, the main Mm -hmm. event. They are starting to do the tango with these new technologies. So- These are the conversations that we're having behind the scenes. How do we ensure that big giant companies don't say VR is dead? Mm-hmm. That's when the industry will really die. It's happened before, uh, yeah, right?
0: for sure, <laughs> for sure. Not not just random people on Twitter just saying VR is dead because there's no games coming out in September. Or exactly. Sure. But I know what exactly. you mean. Like you want cut, you want to customize these experiences per whatever the location is of what the the person who's who's building this arcade wants, right? It's not it's just important. a mass production from overseas or even if it's a mass production in the States, but that's not going to suit, you know, you're going in and you're really customizing the experience to be unique to whatever that location is, right? Exactly. And you don't just do one kind of VR arcade, right? You have a range yeah. of different products. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just a hall and you're know, doing a zombie shooter, right? That's one of them. But <laughs> there's also, you have... Some cool tech in terms of like you know, motorbike simulators kind of thing. Feel like you're on Tron Legacy <laughs> in a way and such. And right? the
1: integrations, right? The the the, mm. the 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 upgrades, the advancements that you can do with it, right? Virtual reality is just layer one. You can yeah. where haptics have become a thing. Additional tracking systems, limb tracking. Mm. Yeah. You know, positional items that you can bring in from the physical world. There's a company called OptiTrack that had a demo where they had giant domino blocks that you could mm-hmm. see in the virtual world but also they were in the physical world and you can push them in the physical world and see the physics happen in one to one nice. it was absolutely remarkable to experience these things and yeah. the void was a great company that kind of broke mm-hmm. through in the, in disney kind of pushing what virtual reality at a high level looks like yeah. so a lot of companies nomadic try to go after that so there's there's it's incredible how we're reaching the point now where people are giving VR the the third, mm-hmm. fourth fifth chance, but it feels more alive than ever. Um, I often really focus on the perception of VR from the industry itself. I really try not to focus on the on the community and the fan base because you have to have empathy. Unfortunately, you have to have empathy at a financial level mm-hmm. for the commercial industry because we have to remember that we, as enthusiasts and fans, we mock companies like 3D Head, right? When yeah. they try to call themselves the Oculus Killer. But most of these people in this industry that I work for mm-hmm. did financially purchase these products and were, and were burned by it, right? So yeah, it's a different so... stigma. They actually lost money mm-hmm. in acquiring these. So it's very difficult to tell them, hey, yeah, you wa- you lost 350000 thousand dollars buying this product that doesn't work anymore but Mm -hmm. how about this 25 to 60 thousand dollar virtual reality arena conversations are a little bit easier to have but unfortunately there's still that stigma so we have to make sure sure that the people that are embracing it are confident of technology right so that's well, what confident that imagine. they're going
0: to be supported right because exactly if, if they don't get supported after two three years the the person running the arcade probably doesn't really have a a clue to kind of scale this in any way and then they're like i we have just left with a dead weight in a way a paperweight for sixty thousand yep. dollars and yeah it may look cool it, that's the thing it's, it's like some of the consumer stuff like the the, the cat uh walk vr and the 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 b haptic suit and such like that if they don't have support for games or anything then what what's the point of them right so yeah yeah, I I can see that, it's, especially on a on a grander level when companies are paying sixty seventy thousand dollars plus or more, for, multiple or for more.
1: location. Yeah, yeah. It, it, It's also understanding. It's going back to the analogy of the Mercedes dealer, right? The they have their own Mercedes mechanics at the location. Yeah. But they mechanics to make sure that the cars that they're being sold are mm. fixed and serviced. Once your car is sold, you don't take the car back to the dealer to get a mechanic mm. to get it serviced. You have to find your own your own dealer. So it, What happens when you purchase this $60,000 product? We're in the Mm -hmm. VR space. We know that a VR setup is a really powerful computer and a really good, powerful VR headset, sometimes a good network system. Yeah. It's the same thing at a commercial level. You're just using commercial components Mm -hmm. for the same technology, right? Yeah you're now saying, okay, I understand the costs, maybe $20,000 total, mm. but where, how do you get to $60,000? Yeah. Right. The, the, so these companies come in and they say, well, we have the support, we have the licensing, we have mm. the ability to upgrade, but the conversations are still very difficult to have. So, okay, well, a, hard, a, a graphics card upgrade can only do so much. Mm-hmm. How do you justify still Paying thirty thousand dollars, forty thousand dollars on top of hardware mm-hmm. for a product that you could have just purchased or set up yourself—that's yeah. the issue the industry is having right now. And and yeah. the problem is licensing, right? Yeah. How do you how do you justify a business mm-hmm. to allow you to buy your own hardware to be successful in the space for you mm-hmm. to legally license software mm-hmm. and the company also to make a profit, right? Um, mm-hmm. the ones that come into mind are the large. Uh, licensing platforms. So come, uh, Springboard VR is a really, mm-hmm. really powerful example, right? Mm-hmm. Springboard VR kind of allows you to buy your hardware. They give you the components, the tools, the operations. Synthesis VR is another good one that's mm-hmm. a direct competitor to them. But that's exactly what they do. They allow you to bring in your hardware mm-hmm. and kind of imagine the setup how you want. You can build it into a VR arena, VR yeah. boots. You can do a, a roller coaster if you like. Mm-hmm. But there's also companies like Hollowgate, right, where they go, we're actually going to justify... Up spending right on the mm-hmm. on the hardware because we're going to give you you know simulations like mm-hmm. rumbling pads and so they they're justifying the cost from a different yeah. level and that of course justifies development costs, new mm-hmm. games holiday for example has the ghostbuster ip when it mm-hmm. comes to virtual reality so yep. it goes to show that there is you know there's two flavors of the industry that are very beneficial you can go yeah. to the independent arcade space you get a lot of granular control on how you mm-hmm. want your experience to look like or you go to mass consumer with the, you know the dedicated quality support. Yeah. You already know what yeah. you're getting the the trusted company. So it's mm. um. It really depends
0: what... what you're looking for, though, isn't it? And it's not it's not yep. like a one shoe one one shoe fits all right, kind of thing. Yep. Um, does the does your company as well deal with all the 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 tech side of things in terms of setting up and support as well? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: That's that's where the magic comes in, right? Talking mm. about this incredibly easy, right? Mm-hmm. So I actually, you know, I'm studying headsets, repairing yeah. them, breaking them for a living. Uh, My hardware services manager is always, you know, 3D custom printing buttons, how to repair them. Um, Mm. Pretty much we go... Above and beyond, we consider ourselves a scalpel for the industry mm. in order to ensure that these companies that are embracing or adopting these technologies have the confidence. Yeah. Um, mm. Truth of the matter is, any company that's in the business of selling you a product, once they sold it to you, they don't care about
0: you. So no, most of them are gone. Yeah. yeah that's
1: companies no. 101, right? That's business mm. 101. They're not, you're not, you're signing a purchase contract, not a marriage yeah. contract. No. If they no. go down, they go down, right? So there's a lot of companies in the space, in the VR space specifically, mm-hmm. um, that have failed. But when you look at the hardware that they purchased, they purchased a locked down Windows computer with Mm. a VR headset. Mm. What happens when you reformat that Windows environment and you just put springboard? All of a sudden you have a brand new VR system that's operational.
2: Mm -hmm. There
1: was a lot of companies around the U.S. and on the global level that were hurt by a lot of vr companies especially after the pandemic Mm -hmm. that they couldn't come back to operational so i found a lane in having those conversations we're like okay look we understand you purchased this if you own it we can help you we can install the software and have these conversations um Mm -hmm. also the third the third party sector market it's it's really interesting seeing the the life cycle of amusement products right because Mm a um and the way it starts is a amusement park or a theme park purchases the the roller coaster or yeah. experience right that after five to seven years you know you have to refurbish it you can't commercially operate it so you sell it to a second market mm-hmm. in a different region mm-hmm. and you know it, it kind of goes through in a, like about 20 25 years you see it in a you know traveling carnival yeah. that's kind of like the the life cycle of VR so Starting to see a lot of old school VR technology hit the carnival circuit. Right. There's a lot of new conversations because we go in there and say, "Hey, I see that you bought, you yeah. have a 2014 VR headset. You know that we can do a lot more with those mm. simulations, and, mm. and it's really it, cool." Is that a we, problem we... for
0: you that that these 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 headsets that are like 2014 are still active? Not giving the best experience possible on a carnival level, it comes back to the, you know, having a experience in the mall with the roller coaster that doesn't. Oh, give absolutely! You, know, you, yeah. definitely wanna, you
1: definitely don't want to. You definitely don't want to keep them on the using like the original, the original yeah. Vive. You definitely want to upgrade them at least to an Index or a Vive Pro. So mm-hmm. there's definitely, that, and that's the exciting part is that most yeah. of the. The graphics cards for these computers mm-hmm. uh, on these headsets they already have the rtx 1070s or something yeah. higher so yeah. they could hire they could uh, handle the, the the better fidelity uh headsets yeah
0: and these 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 graphic cards should be lasting longer now <laughs> with with exactly. coming out but um i mean for, for obviously with with the vr arcades how many like you had a big year this year you yes. had a lot of projects i mean i, I went on your website obviously in research for the show <laughs> and i was like all of these projects are like 2022. Oh yeah, like yeah, complete, 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 complete. How how was this year? Was was it was it manic or was it just, just good that you had so much work on and, and I
1: would say doing... manic in a positive way, right? Yeah. Um I've been in the VR LBE space for a while. Yeah. Reaper Imagine has officially been running as a company for about two years, but it's been actually yeah. operating, doing projects in the first year. So we lined mm. up um a lot of franchises arcades i wish there's way more that i could wish i could list on my website but yeah like every every business you know ndas are king and (laughs) (laughs) but you'll see a lot of cool stuff down down the pipeline but yeah, yeah it's been incredibly busy um Virtual mm-hmm. reality especially commercial mainstream virtual reality
2: mm-hmm.
1: is actually quite new right um, yeah. VR for on the commercial level if you've been using Steam VR mm. Steam VR didn't become really usable when it comes to an, uh, just audio mirroring level until yeah. like version 1.2 yeah and that came out less than a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So think about that in the commercial VR sector, arcade boots and automations, kiosks that, you know, use all of these VR magic to mm-hmm. share the audio. They were not working most of the time. Mm-hmm. So you had arcades that, you know, they were calling their support systems every single yeah, day. Like, hey, I restarted the computer. Yeah. So I started realizing how do I fix, you know, these issues yeah. the companies I was working for. And it's dedicated IT support. Mm-hmm. Right. We I've I've worked in the IT networking sphere, and we have something called a network, uh, a network administrator, a sysadmin that mm-hmm. just monitors traffic. So we started implementing ITSM, like just basic yeah. skills that you normally see in the IT world, yeah. into the arcade VR space. Mm-hmm. So we had uh we brought in a tech that pretty much monitors all of our client systems. We we mm-hmm. had we built API eyes that detect if yeah. a headset gets disconnected or VR crashes so mm-hmm. before they even send us a message the issue is usually resolved we yeah. actually have had i i love i have so many messages of like mm-hmm. jose you know booth number four da, 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 and like a minute later like never mind it's working it's like yeah I fix it <laughs> so you're good and that's, that's exactly what started building these conversations you know um
0: you want a seamless experience right for not just the consumer but also the owners of those arcades because otherwise they're not going to invest in more if it's always coming up with problems and such but i can really see the you know on hindsight obviously 2020 i can now see the all the dots that you had from before you know with working in IT and then yeah. getting into hacking and such and it's all and then the enthusiasm and love for VR is all come into this company which is really nice to see when you kind of try and connect the dots of where oh you and it's come from. it's
1: so cool like I I my, Ralph Dorless, my hardware manager he right. uh has over eight years at Chuck E. Cheese so he was like being he saw the token abandoning revolution to going into digital so digital passes the the adoption of stores going into Mm -hmm. from old school hardware to all in one embedded systems, right? Giant tablet games. He he was able to to kind of see the industry evolve Mm -hmm. and was also a really good tech before that in the space, right? Um, Laura, who understands the hospitality side of dealing with large executives and, 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 you know, upscale clients as we call them, because unfortunately the people that invest on these entertainment facilities, they're, real estate owners right so they're very high wealth they're the kind of wealth that unfortunately doesn't care if their businesses fail (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. right they have they have a
1: lot of buildings and they're like oh i'm just going to turn one of these warehouses into an arcade
0: nothing yeah
1: it's and and the unfortunate part is that most of these business ventures they end up costing you know between 150 thousand to upwards to a million or more depending on the investment and what you want to do yeah so the last thing you want to do is ever upset an investor that doesn't care about losing the money and mm-hmm. they're like wait a minute i'm dealing with a two hundred thousand dollar headache i could just yeah. buy myself a ferrari yeah <laughs> so i can just we're... get rid of this in
0: a second yeah I... exactly
1: so we're competing with a ferrari so that's yeah. that's how i that's how i see yeah. it i am you know ferrari customer service for mm-hmm. vr for arcades for entertainment mm-hmm. sectors
0: yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um yeah. I was going to ask obviously mm-hmm. the 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 Quest 2 is so popular, right? Yes. The mobile VR headset. I know I can see the little pro behind you. I love um the <laughs> we'll talk about that <laughs> in a moment, but yes. the, the Quest 2 is so popular, right? It but Every time I speak to my friends or so who are not in the VR bu- bubble, they don't really know about the Quest 2 still. They still think it's a PC VR headset, but they know the VR space because they've been to these arcades. That we. I mean, here in Vancouver, Canada, we have two right next to my house, actually, and they know it from there. They've done like birthday parties or just nights of the VR and they've had a good time. Do you think, I mean, I don't know this, so you could correct me on this, but... Do you think that for companies like Meta, who are pushing obviously their own home VR headset, that they should also get into the arcade space? You know, because it makes sense to me that you would have a arcade. People have had a great time, and then you know, where the entrances are such, they have a bunch of Quest Twos, and it was like you can take home this experience in a in a way home, right?
2: Yeah, no,
1: I, it's a very difficult tangle uh, of an answer I'm going to give you because my mm. answer would be absolutely right. You would think that I really want the Oculus platform to the hit retail arcades. Yeah. And as the industry's matured, and especially after this year, I think it's definitely not a good lane for Meta to mm. really get into the arcade and retail. And the and for that is, is that I understand now what Meta is going after when it comes to consumer-level virtual reality. Mm. There's a lot of unfortunate um, hurdles that we're going to start experiencing within the next two, three years. Yeah, Questions about... How much tracking can a VR headset do? What are the questions uh, about when it comes to context data? You know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, it, it's really cool that we get to build blueprints of our locations and our homes by by our phone just being in our pocket. But yeah. a lot of businesses don't like the sound of that. A lot of mm-hmm. homes and users don't like the sound of that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of data that and unfortunate realities that we're gonna kind of have to figure out before a company that is in the industry of data gathering and yeah. thus making decisions on that yeah. they should hold off from the commercial sector um mm-hmm. when the original quest came out um the vr space was very excited especially the commercial yeah. sector um yeah. there was a lot of products there was a lot of development a lot of companies that were using the quest 2 for mm-hmm. commercials leading up to iapa 2018 2019 and mm-hmm. they were they got cease and desist the day of and you know there was a lot of heartbreak there was a lot a lot of negative contentions towards meta but i have spoken to a lot of people behind the scenes and and these are the 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 answers kind of a a way of me telling you kind of what they're they're leading towards but yeah they're the quest pro is a good example of that right the the quest pro is kind of targeting a business consumer Mm -hmm. but it's targeting a business consumer at home they're not really targeting yet the the companies that are you know really focus on keeping all of their data from the ground up, right? Like Mm -hmm. architects or private sector that are designing bridges, Mm -hmm. things that you definitely don't want people to accidentally snoop into that data right so those are the questions that xr will be facing soon and that's all licensing um Mm -hmm. so to summarize it licensing is very difficult copies like springboard vr they have to kind of do direct you know deals with either the publishers or the game creators or or you name in order for you to facilitate that commercial sector Mm -hmm. is really large yeah definitely um it could definitely open them up to a lot of difficult conversations. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually myself have seen very well-known large uh, VR um, games. uh, I don't want to name them that allow you to... You can probably connect the dots that allow you to play unlimited games for VR mm-hmm. uh, for a very, very interesting price. And some of the developers never even signed up to have their games on those subscription services. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: so, there's, and, and that's the intricacies of licensing, right? Who yeah. owns your original code base, right? Yeah. VR is kind of still being born. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have the the anomalies, the Beat Sabers, and, yeah. and you know, the cool. pistol waves that where you know where all the software came from from the ground yeah. up. But that's the yeah. reason why the App Store in oculus is still being heavily protected it's mm. the same thing why you won't see i don't think uh, a quest 2 for commercial entertainment yeah i do see maybe a licensed free version of the quest maybe in five years that they sell mm. for like five thousand or, or something like that mm. to to kind of facilitate those experiences but i don't see yeah. that anytime soon
0: it's interesting, yeah. Because on on the surface level, to me, it makes a lot of sense for them to advertise their headset in. Yeah. Because that having them in arcades that will give so much exposure to their headset, and it will be like having these more demos, but in a better experience and yeah. and something that can really yeah. elevate the consumer's experience. But yeah, you you can see on the the back end of things, it's not so it's not so it's straightforward, scary. and it's also about their own vision of what they want, right? Yeah. And it seems like what they want is the home social aspect of it rather than going out to arcades right it's kind of like eliminating that part and just having it as a metaverse that you can do at home not needing to go to these arcades so yeah, yeah and it's, also it's...
1: the intricacies the layers of it all right the, the mm-hmm. meta meta started opening up stores where they're kind of trying to showcase experiences there are technically location-based entertainment experiences mm-hmm. that you can kind of replicate at home and, and, it, and you immediately start seeing it's like oh This won't be good because you're going to accidentally sell experiences that you might not be able to do at home and that's yeah. gonna make you very sad the yeah. last thing you want to do is be like oh wow look at all the i can track you know 30 square feet of space but mm. then you get home and you got four feet of space you're like that's oh well <laughs> i don't want this headset anymore <laughs> that's true yeah because
0: that's true you could have um yeah a false set of expectations when yes. someone goes to the arcade that a great time then they pick up a quest to at the arcade thinking they're gonna get something pretty much yeah. to one, <laughs> and yeah i can see that problem as well it, it
1: happens quite a lot when when mm-hmm. you know I, I when we set up a booth or or a vr arena and they try you know like a, like a vario and they're like oh wow like i'm yeah. gonna get a quest two and yeah. I, I immediately go whoa, whoa, whoa. well <laughs> yeah, this is not a quest fun. two this is a vario these are different yeah. lenses and yeah but that's the exciting part is once you start having those conversations, they they kind of start understanding what mm. VR headsets are, right? They mm. once again, people are they they know of the Oculus, they haven't heard of the Oculus, but they have heard of VR. Mm. All we need to know is tell them it's like vr is here this is something you can actually obtain at home now and i feel like as holiday seasons keep getting more and more mainstream Mm -hmm. this was something i was talking on the f reality podcast actually yesterday where we were talking about the holiday special uh advertisement for oculus
0: the 50 dollars off with resident evil and beat saber yeah Yeah.
1: and and they 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 paired it with a beautiful advertisement where they like it was a a christmas story yeah Yeah. and it, it it Obviously, pandering. Obviously, pandering to a different, you know, the 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 new modern family, a lot of different cultures, embracing Mm. a different lifestyles. It it was beautiful. It it, it was that was Meta saying, okay, this is technology now worth selling to the mainstream consumer, to the mainstream family. Yeah. Um, these are very big companies. They understand Mm -hmm. the importance of bringing in a different perspective. uh, they don't longer want the ones that are yelling the VR industry is dead. They, they mm-hmm. want the ones that are no longer on Twitter. They want the mm-hmm. ones that are actually actively escaping, yep. you know, the harshness of reality and dealing with VR, right? That's yeah. That's the people we're talking to now. It's really cool seeing it.
0: Absolutely, and I'm glad they did that commercial because they always mm-hmm. make good commercials for the Japanese market, but they actually don't do it for <gasps> the North American one. The,
1: uh, the Billy Eilish one was really cool. Oh, I, I think yeah. that was that was definitely one I really enjoyed. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't, I, or maybe they did, um, but I, I'm surprised that the the weekend had a, a DLC release, mm-hmm. and that kind of flew under the radar. I was expecting like a crazy advert.
0: Maybe it, it, I didn't see anything on my end. I mean, here in Canada, definitely not. Yeah. Um, I remember just being on Twitter, and obviously because I'm within the community, I can see people talking about the weekend. Yeah. But it did the Billie Eilish one was was flooded everywhere yes. with yes. the cool art and everything that they did for the 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 background and such and the thumbnail. Missed opportunity.
1: Uh, uh, whoever yeah. did, if, if I hope they're maybe I'm wrong, and maybe they're working on something. They might release like Christmas Day. Maybe and, yeah. But you know, I was thinking to myself like, man, the weekend, all of the lights, yeah. Christmas lights. Yeah. VR the yeah. DLC like
0: yeah you could even bring the weekend in to do the, uh, to be in that the would commercial be... as well and yeah. I'm hoping
1: I'm hoping yeah. maybe maybe the, maybe there is a delay because that just sounds like it, it just know. sounds too good it sounds to too good on. right
0: but, but <laughs> honestly I, I've been really really odd when I see some of the stuff that Meta do marketing wise it's, it's really confusing to me it's not yeah. consistent you know no, I never and see that's the
1: unfortunate reality of companies that mm-hmm. they're trying to pivot in real time I think that's what's happening yeah. it's Meta really is going after the goal that they set out to be, right? They mm-hmm. they're not throwing just billions just to say they are right. Yeah. Um I think what's happening is not everybody is getting with the program fast enough, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's logistics, bureaucracy, um, lawyers. I've met some people that work at meta that were very disgruntled about the metaverse. And you know, at some point as a business owner, you kind of go like, well, if you're not a fan of this, why are you working with a company yeah. that's yeah, kind of yeah, heading yeah. towards that, right? Because it's kind of yeah. At some point you you do definitely as a creator, as as somebody as being a part of the next generation, Mm -hmm. you either have to embrace it if you are a part of it, for sure, or start building towards something else, right? If you are a part of that directive, you're signing up for that directive. Um so I think that's what's happening when you see that those weird disconnects at a Mm -hmm. very high level, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Um I think we also, because it's a, it's a vision, it's something that's, yes. you know, their vision is five to 10 years out what they actually want. And if you don't believe in that vision, then yeah, that disconnect can happen. Because
1: And it's so beautiful that they're being honest about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I feel that we, we, we at some point, we, we got so used to companies lying to us. We got mm-hmm. so used to people that are going out of their way to build a vision. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, next year, right? There, there's so many, yeah. I, I was actually reading The Pimax headline yesterday, and these guys were like offering us the world by two months from now. I was like, oh, no, like, why would you do that? (laughs) It's this was a company that really set out to say, look, Mm -hmm. we we are aware of the infrastructure requirements. It's going to take a little bit. And they're building things that makes you go, oh, I have Mm -hmm. felt more of a futurist playing around with the Quest Pro than I have with the Quest 2 even, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Quest 2 for me felt like a really, really good VR headset. But that's it the quest pro really opened up to a lot of conversations in my head i'm like oh that's why the device feels incomplete because that was the point it's supposed to feel incomplete it's it was designed to be incomplete yeah it's gen
0: one it's testing the waters it's it's giving you if you're giving people like developers here is you know it's not exactly what we want but here is a potential of what we want Go and try and make something that works decently well and then we'll bring out the Quest Pro Two in a couple of years' time, which nails all it these will extra be, features.
1: and it'll be ready for everything that
0: Gen 2 is gonna in. be excited. I'm really oh, excited about the Quest two I'm excited uh, for Quest Gen I'm excited
1: for Gen 1 next Gen 1. year. it's remarkable. Just think about the, and once again, what these devices do outside of what they're putting in your eyes, right? Mm -hmm. They're detecting the the proximities. They're detecting the lights. They're detecting what you're seeing, what direction you're staring at, how Mm -hmm. high you are, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, How close you are to an item based on the position that you're staring at. So we're getting to a point where you're going to be able to calculate hand gestures towards an item right yeah. these yeah. controllers are now operational outside mm-hmm. independently of the headset they have their own programmable software their own their chip own...
0: inside there they are, are computers in itself <laughs> think about
1: the t calculator the the mm-hmm. the, the bands calculator you can yeah, yeah. there's people that are building games for these calculators yeah What happens when somebody builds an operating system that's outside of the VR headset for Mm -hmm. these controllers, Mm -hmm. that all of a sudden you connect them to a computer and you are interacting with virtual spaces without the headset? Yeah, There's a company called ET, I believe, that does something similar where they're playing with gyroscopes and a lot of uh, motion sensing and pressure sensors. And I believe they Mm -hmm. have like a index controller replacement now that looks like knuckles, but it's... Mm. That's exactly what we're reaching. We're reaching Mm -hmm. what people love to um, mesh with VR a lot. It's spatial computing. This is spatial technologies. These are technologies. And and this is, you know, it it may sound a little bit offensive and I don't mean it in that way. But when I talk to my friends, it's like spatial computing is how would you get somebody like Helen Keller Mm -hmm. into the metaverse? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Right. So historically, Helen Keller was lacking a lot of senses. How do you? Get somebody like that to interact and feel as one of us to have a real sense of presence in yeah. a virtual space. Okay, yeah. she may be blind, but how do you interact? Once again, there's spatial, there's mm-hmm. there's sensors, there's haptics, mm-hmm. there's a lot of new technologies. That's what spatial computing is. VR is just one small component just of it all.
0: one little bit, yeah. One That's- little bit. It's it's exciting because, oh, it's it's far, kind of hard for me and I'm sure for you as well when you mm-hmm. see a lot of reviews for the Quest Pro and a lot of people have said it's terrible. I remember seeing, um was it from The, the Verge? I think The Verge, yeah. The yeah. Verge review gave it like, this was awful, gave it like a four out of 10. And, and I was reading <laughs> the review and I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I love this headset, but I agree with all your points. But the thing is, you got to remember that this headset, like you said, is gonna be very different next year. It's gonna be very different yeah. by February or so, right? Look at the even the quest two is a good example. The quest two totally. when it first came out to what it is now is is completely different. It's very hard to you know, I've been umming and because I was thinking of creating a review on the YouTube channel I have, and I was like, I don't know if I can yet do it yet. I think at least it's impossible at least a couple of months because there's nothing yeah. it's things are not done yet. Like the horizon workrooms and such are not fully done yet, but they will be soon. It's more yeah. software uh, issues rather than hardware. The hardware is pretty good.
1: I would love, you know, if if you want to do something with the quest pro, I, you know what? It's something that I've been actively searching on for the quest pro when it comes mm-hmm. to reviews. I would like to see a, a future review done today. Mm. I would like to see somebody look at the quest pro and just imagine themselves. It's, 2026 what does the quest pro have now Mm -hmm. and what updates can be done realistically and i want to see somebody just you know pretending that these updates exist and then just say this is not a real review this is just good to see what actually gets here
0: i like that actually it's one of those i've seen that kind of being a viral video at the moment where mm -hmm. they've been they've taken movie trailers and going what if um infinity war was made in the 80s and they did like a version of of that right so but the same kind of thing but Flipped in the
1: future. Yes. Um, NKBHD has a really cool video mm-hmm. um, where he was taught. I don't remember what technology product it was, but I think it was actually Android. Right. And it was like, these are the top 10 things I would like to see from Android in 10 years or mm-hmm. five years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and he actually did a revisiting of that video where he went like, oh, all of these features now exist. Right. Yeah. So I-, I think it was for iOS, actually. I think it was like mm-hmm. the multitasking and yeah. all of the features that we don't, that we take for granted that we never think about. They don't yeah. exist for VR yet.
0: Yeah, no, they don't, no.
1: Copy and paste don't exist for VR yet. What does copy and paste in XR look like? Um, What does drag and drop look like for and copy, and
0: copy and paste was added to the iPhone like four generations in. You know, there you go. Um, you know, the, the first ever iPhone didn't even have a video camera. It was just a two megapixel camera. Like, we're at that stage in a way, you know, around and, there. And You know
1: what's even more mind blowing about the point that you made? Mm-hmm. Is you said four generations into the iPhone, copy and paste came in, right? Mm-hmm. So that is the iPhone 3GS, right?
0: I am, um, yeah, I have four. Yeah. yeah so
1: I thought it was the iPhone, iPhone 2, iPhone 3, okay. iPhone 4.
0: IPhone, the iphone 3g 3gs and the 3gs 4. and 4 yeah. correct yeah. so that's
1: yeah. that's so when the with the so the 3gs the 4 that was still like ios maybe like
2: two it was the two three? yeah so, two so three, yeah.
1: yeah it was ios two let's say let's give it three just to be on the safer side yeah
2: the
1: i i think it was ios 7 or i no, it was ios 11 because i remember this that mm-hmm. abandoned the iphone 4
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's yeah. almost three to five years that they so that pivotal update for that phone mm-hmm. still applied to a lot of older generation devices that yeah. yeah weren't even being sold when because by the by the time that the that the iOS came out four the four existed so the three GS the two and the one got that mm-hmm. update.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just just to just to correct our point there. Copy and paste feature was introduced to the iPhone OS 3.0 in 2009 um, on the iPhone 3GS. So three. Okay, that's a nice figure. Yeah, three. Okay, perfect.
1: So It's three, but once it's still applied to the one and the two. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. Is that hand tracking just got released for the oculus quest one mm-hmm. there's still things that are being figured out for older devices for older yeah. older tracking systems that we're going to see
2: mm-hmm.
1: i will see we will see a huge second market mm-hmm. boom for the oc for the original vive the mm-hmm. vive pro because everything is going to be handled in software all of these yeah. old devices yeah. are going to now be working together somebody will figure it out yeah you can use you know base stations 1.0 yep. but you'll be playing you know a modern xr game yep. because all the tracking language uh definitions are happening in the background well
0: the the, the quest pro controllers are going to work on the quest 2 that's so, emulation
1: yeah that's emulation yeah it, it's beautiful to think about one it, it's mm-hmm i i'm just so excited i yeah. i can't wait for for the quest pro controller mods for the playstation 5 or or for the psvr it, yeah. it, it's going to yeah. happen it's inevitable absolutely. that's i'm so excited about it all
0: absolutely absolutely um just before we kind of move on from i know mm-hmm. we went on a tangent but in terms of reboot imagine <laughs> i just had three questions yes. that samsung wanted me to ask you, let's so. do it First one, he said, uh, VR tech is ever changing, Quest 1, Quest 2, Quest 3, all in the span of like four to five years. How can a business be expected to keep up with these costs in an arcade sense? Or do they even need to keep up with them? Like, do they really need to refresh often right now in the VR space?
1: It's being understanding the technology, understanding hardware, understanding computers 101, right? Mm -hmm. You don't purchase a brand new computer every three years. If you do, hey, more power to you, you know, ball away, right? (laughs) Yeah. But- you upgrade as you go. You upgrade mm-hmm. as the requirements come in, right? When mm-hmm. a new game comes out, you look at the minimum and then yeah. the specific requirements that you're looking for. Yeah. And based on that scale, you're going to get a really good optimal experience or a mm-hmm. decent enough experience. Mm-hmm. What does your arcade want to go after? Do you want to go after the optimal experience every time? Or yeah. as new things come out, you kind of moderately upgrade as you go. Yeah. It That's the exciting part. How do we maintain our scalability and our ability mm-hmm. to ensure our company is there along the way? Yeah. Staying on top of it, staying—you know—we yeah. are attending Ayapa, at right? IAPA is a mm-hmm. great example. We attend every being aware one. of
0: all the emerging technologies and such AWE,
1: and, yeah. the the CES, yeah, the licensing expo. It, every single industry event, there's a ninety nine point five percent chance to see somebody in my company there,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's
1: the value. It's uh, we get to be kids that enjoy learning the the new entertainment mediums, and yeah. we get to have those conversations with the people that, quite frankly may have the understanding, may have the the resources, but quite frankly don't have the time. Building an arcade is a very hefty, long, tedious process. There's Mm. a lot of logistics, legalities, there is regional codes, and fire Mm. codes, and you name it um, yeah. and we do it very well very very fast because yeah. we've, i've been in this space and i fortunately have built conversations with you know uh, city council members mm-hmm. just people you never think behind the scenes yeah. that love vr and they want it yeah. to 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 to
0: uh Make it to happen. thrive
1: okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah especially uh universities right mm-hmm. one of one of the, the largest hurdles for vr labs was that vr was for a very long time considered game technology right mm-hmm. so only gaming focused universities were at Adopt these technologies, and until people like me and yourself, they start to say "Hey, wait a yeah. minute! VR is more than games. You know, mm. this is just a small bubble. There's a lot of features. Mm. There's people saving the world. People mm-hmm. researching. So that's yeah. why universities are now embracing these technologies, right? So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, because there's so many different easy. user cases, use case right in front of VR. It's not just games. It's yeah, like people. I mean, I know Nike create shoes in 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 there VR, for example. Yep. So you know, they do that in Gravity Sketch. So um, it's kind of funny because he the next question that Samson said actually says any piece of advice for someone running a VR arcade. Be
1: independent. Be yeah. independent. Remember why you set out to start your own arcade, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's the it's the the childhood put hero fantasies. I'm going to build my own arcade and I'm going to have Mm. video games all the time and I'm going to have my friends here and make money, right? You're building a business that you want to enjoy for Mm -hmm. a very long time. Be Mm -hmm. independent. Don't buy something that everybody else has. Think about the things that made you excited when you were a kid. Yes, the Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet is always cool to see, but... (laughs) What happens when you have your own custom Mortal Kombat arcade yeah. cabinet or yeah. if you bring in a Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet with a spatial projector that mm. makes the arcade cabinet come to life, right? Mm.
0: It's,
1: you can't do that if you buy a licensed
0: yeah. arcade cabinet with its own rules and regulations. and Yeah, and you're constrained you know, by whatever the yeah. company who makes that does, right? You want to have yeah. a bit more flexibility and Be being artistic. independent can do that. I think
1: that's my advice. Be artistic, be independent, be Mm -hmm. reckless, be bold. You know, that's what our kids are all about. It's independent money. It's super cool. And people pay for a fun time. I Mm -hmm. I think that's like, that's the best part of saying it. It's like, think of Mm -hmm. what you would pay for and see if you can commercialize it.
0: So the the last thing he says on on this on this topic he says what does one need to start a vr arcade and i think he means in terms of like financially is it is it can yeah. it can be very expensive is it just mega corporations or can anyone with with a you know decent bank account or such can, can create a arcade
1: So i'm going to put you on up on some easy game all you need is a very powerful computer Right. Mm -hmm. So if you have a computer with Windows, if you can run Half Life Alex in a decent 60 to 70 frames per second, you're ready for commercial VR. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's software like Springboard VR, Synthesis VR that enable you to install an agent essentially on the computer and it turns it into an automated kiosk. Mm. So then with another computer, you can say this person is putting on the headset and playing for X amount of time or, yeah. you know, and they're paying this amount of money. You, that's all you need. That's right. You need. So yeah. if you do the math, you need a really powerful computer, maybe $5,000 at best, mm-hmm. Um, a really good monitor. that You can hang on the wall with a wall mount. Yeah. That's another 300, 400 bucks licensing. Yeah. I believe the synthesis platform starts at 20 bucks, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, Every game that you pay about six cents a minute, average. Mm-hmm. You don't really need that much money. You can actually start a four player. Kind group of scale for about, it, yeah, yeah. You can kind
0: of scale it on on what you want. Yeah, and you I, go I from feel there. like Samson is thinking about it. <laughs>
1: no, <my laughs> hey, Samson, we're ready. Let's do it. You know, and, and <laughs> that's the exciting part, right? It's we think about arcades, but there's oh, a lot of businesses that are being mm-hmm. born that mm-hmm. are going to require the arcade concept, right? There's yeah. um, content creation boots right for people that want to showcase vr software um there's a lot of events that are happening around the world where content where the companies are literally uh booking warehouses to turn them into content creation houses because there's no offices that focus Uh on specific i think that's what
0: um the among us when that came out that was done right from correct that is the yeah. It's a
1: great it's a great middle ground Absolutely. because businesses that what we're what we're talking about don't exist. There's nobody that said, "Hey, let's make it very easy for people to fly out to this building mm. and they're going to have, you know, the 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 recording studio for mm. XR." That doesn't exist mm. yet. So whoever's listening and mm. there's a there's a there's think about the There's a mar- there's so many yeah, markets out there incre- for this industry, right? Vast. There's so many
0: gaps right now and I agree with you in terms of content creation. I'm uh, like as you know and a lot of people know, it's very hard to showcase are yes. on on a youtube 2d right so i i just came out with a review for nfl pro era and I mean, it looks good, but then at the same time, you don't know what it feels like or anything like that. You're just judging of what it looks like. And it's hard for me to look at that video that I made and go, oh yeah, someone will be able to um, understand. Cause I don't know, cause I've been in that game. I know exactly how it feels, but someone quite new, It's very hard for VR. And I think that's very clever for some companies to kind of do that, that they they have this like showcase event, that they have specific tools. Maybe they make changes in the code to make it easier to show off
1: now, and, and I'm yeah. glad that this leads into why I started in, with working with Techman of Team Infinite. Yeah. Right. Team Infinite is a very, you know, once again, i going to go my business practice or candy with the medicine. Exactly mm-hmm. that. How do you showcase the powers and the beauty and the amazingness of yeah. these content? Right. It's yeah. really having fun with it, engaging mm-hmm. with it at a broad, unapologetic level. Yeah. Right. So when we took it, it, it's uh, the if you've seen his NFL Pro Era videos that went viral, it's him enjoying the game, but at at a very, very high level. We're talking about an absolute intensity that I wish I could match. Right. And his his
0: acting background for TechMan. I mean, TechMan's been on this show twice, and I'm kind of a little bit sad because he came on a month before uh, the Team Infinite was announced, and obviously. Ah. I was like, damn it. I should have just had him a month later or something. So, oh, we'll, we'll, get him we'll do it again. I, we'll get honestly, him again next year for sure. Yeah. But, get him uh, with the whole
1: cast because you ab- got to meet the rest of the team. He actually absolutely. managed to build a literal clone farm
0: of himself. It's like, I was, about, it's I was like he, about to say, I was like, there are like six tech mans right now. <laughs> it is <laughs> you know?
1: remarkable. It's almost yeah. like I, I asked him, it's like, bro did you like copy your dna is there something you did here because there are (laughs) they're so it's incredible but yet they take that energy and they made it their Mm -hmm. own right yeah flexi is a creative master genius right Mm -hmm. she is very into the cutesy anime aesthetic but also likes the hyper violence action Mm -hmm. hardcore aesthetic tech three who's into the music and yeah started showing me a lot of uh you're going to see. Uh, uh for next year we're going to go things. absolutely crazy with the content creation because we figured yeah. it out. Yeah, we figured out yeah. what is important um, in the VR space of when it comes to selling these products what yeah. showcasing these technologies. It's you yeah. really have to go above and beyond, mm-hmm. um, just showcasing it. You really have to. Acted out almost a sort, right? Well, that's
0: the thing. A tech man comes from like an acting background, yes. right? So he brings that into his videos, and it's, you can show like if I'm sure if me and you did like a, a TikTok video on NFL, sure it might get a few likes. But it's not going to be like, it's not, not gonna the same shoot, energy. Because we don't have it, that acting background. <laughs> no. But he has that acting background and he uses it it's so It's well. powerful. It, it is, is absolutely
1: yeah. powerful. When we brought him to IAPA with the team, um, they were able to be one of the first people to trial after the fall, the free room edition, which mm-hmm. is a 30 square foot version of the game that you're mm-hmm. all playing in the same space. Yeah. And I remember him. It, it, it just it, you felt it it was almost seeing like a a switch being flipped on where he was like mm. okay i'm ready they put on the headset and it was watching a wrestling pay-per-view mm. these guys were just it, it was just this raw passion energy i'm going to send you the video because yeah, you can actually see when they started and mm-hmm. then Ten minutes later when they end, they have a crowd. These guys had actual fans. People were walking yeah. up to us. I I felt like a proud father. I was like literally grabbing their flyers and be like, "This is Team Infinite. This is what we do." You know, it, it, yeah. it's um really really cool. The the candy with the medicine uh, analogy for VR is incredibly yeah. important right now. That's uh not something I set out to do to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that kind of happened. Right, stars yeah. aligned. It's you you nobody ever thinks about the need of acting when you're showcasing vr because most of the people that were showcasing vr content or games in general none of them were actors right pewdiepie isn't a traditional actor mr beast isn't a traditional actor so these people that that kind of were in the content creation space they were just amazing personalities Mm -hmm. but vr is different vr actually requires physical acting yeah You require the bravado, the machine. To really
0: sell the really selling experience, because you can't. It's hard to, like you said, look at the two D element of the game. It's hard to actually feel what you'd be like. I've seen Mm -hmm. like Iron Man VR reviews, and I remember looking at Iron Man. I was thinking this game looks trash until I went into it, and I was like, this is sick. This is a. There is a tech.
1: There is a tech three video. I think it was Turbo Tech actually from Team Mm -hmm. Infinite, and I'll send it to you also, where he's playing team. Uh, he's playing the Iron Man game, yeah. And he literally jumps and he's screaming. He's like, oh. And when he jumps off the plane As he's flying off He just yeah. decides to do a 360 spin Yeah No it Just a very Iron man move mm-hmm. Something you only see And you can see him doing it in Yeah, you can
0: imagine Tony Stark doing that Yes yeah. but he
1: And then he just yells He does like Yah! Like it's, it was it, it, You got to see it in action oh, because, yeah. But that sold the game for me I was mm-hmm. like, oh man This is the immersion. That's what VR
0: is all about The immersion. It's
1: wrestling and That's it what is, sets
0: them apart But yeah, it's wrestling, exactly. That's what sets them apart, and especially Tech Man is why he's become so popular is because... He, no, he's doing TikTok. Yeah, um, he's probably also one of the first TikToks in VR. But then now there's a lot of TikTok people in oh, VR. Oh, and we are about to a... disrupt. You, you yeah. can
1: kind of connect the dots. You know what yeah. I do for a living. Yeah. So you can figure out what he's about to start doing. We're about to just bring in, just like exactly that. He yeah. was one of the first people to to do bring in the VR content creation space. And people started mm-hmm. copying the formula. And that's the exciting part when you work independently and you know the technology understand is Mm. you get to remix every time so we're about to (laughs) remix i'll give you some (laughs) some some you know some uh early ideas but er after the fall free Mm -hmm. room edition Mm -hmm. content creators can't access this easily right yeah Yeah. Uh, nobody can be like unless you have your own arcade
0: for sure but, I,
1: that that yeah. should give you enough so i
0: understand exactly. oh, team
1: infinite is yeah. going to start really building a lane that we've never seen in esports yeah uh we've never seen in commercial entertainment and it's just going to be fun
0: yeah um
1: the, i'm the, very the way- I'm very
0: excited for you and obviously the whole team and such oh. um i just wanted to also mention it's i think it's also probably very proud that it is people with color as well yeah like people of color are i would say are just underrepresented in, in most industries right and especially mm-hmm. the vr industry and to see someone or a team like that right it's just mm-hmm. this is a black owned business as well really thriving and taking like it like i mean i'm sure you know obviously everything that you planned out for next year but i can't wait to see how how you're going to take this industry by storm. Oh, next I appreciate I'm, I'm super so excited. I'm so glad you
1: say that man. Yeah. I am so glad that you even brought that up because mm. it, it's a difficult conversation. A lot of people are very afraid For of sure. acknowledging the, the the lack of the truth that there's not a lot of people mm. that look like us, right? Mm. And we actually, I'll share this story with you. Um, at During IAPA, we got invited to an amazing VIP after party
2: yeah. from
1: the chairman of IAPA, who happens to own the Ripley's Believe It or Not yeah. company. Yeah. So um, we had Ralph, uh, my hardware manager, who is one of the most smartest and kindest and most intelligent men I know, happens to be black, um, proud mm-hmm. Asian, and he, during the event, he was just having conversations. The owner of Ripley's absolutely fell in love with him because mm-hmm. he clearly was somebody that a lot of people don't normally see. You don't see a lot of smart black men in this industry. And then no. you go, and Ralph said to me at that moment, he goes, I actually feel like I'm wanted here. Yeah. But why am I the only black person yeah. here? And well, it was the thing. truth. And Res- I,
0: being respected as well. That, exactly. You know, the that's respect,
1: the feeling. Mm-hmm. we. It's when you feel different, you can easily um, gravitate to the energy. When you know if you're not wanted or wanted, you focus yeah. on that energy. Absolutely, yeah. and the energy was extremely positive there. Mm-hmm. And he was he was actually realizing in real time. I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, this is." actually a fault of the realities of access Mm -hmm. there is not a lot of people that look like us with access to this technology because it's been dominated by the united states hence vr is dying Mm. the rest of the world haiti puerto rico latin america Mm. is embracing these new technologies Mm. i actually just dealt with a client in chile who is actually opening up a vr Mm. franchise and that's exactly what we do we just finished capole karaoke in hawaii Mm. that actually converted their uh one of their uh karaoke booths into yeah. an actual vr arena yeah. um these use cases are being done happening in real time around the world mm-hmm. um so yeah it, it's super cool it, it's, it's super, super cool super-
0: and and obviously as well the with team infinite and such and having those faces of people yes. of color it's going to inspire uh, a new generation whether it is in content creation whether it is just to get into the industry yep. and such they look at you guys and go i i they they look just like me i can i can do they, it too they right just, they have something the to like relate to that's for the why first I'm here. Time, that's that's genuinely
1: why I'm here. That's the reason I decided to step up and do podcasting. Yeah. And to be quite honest with you, I consider myself an introvert. I like to work. I, mm. I like to like you know, fall in the love hacker. with technology. Typical yeah. hacker in a way. I'm a typical hacker by <laughs> trade. I don't look like one, you know. I'm not the I'm not the 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 wearing, you know, black with the eyes. No, yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah. lo-fi, I like to party. <laughs> I'm the not I've seen the some of, of the
0: shirts you wear. I've seen the image. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: I, I I'm a I'm a very happy person, right? I'm yeah. not the traditional yeah. watchdog dog's yeah. ask hacker type right which is or, great or, or... <laughs> you're breaking the mold
0: which is great because there are so many people like you who don't go into it because they don't yeah. feel like they belong in that space you know that's so... my
1: goal i think to to kind of give you a really powerful answer to 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 what we're talking about is mm-hmm. that's what me and the team spoke to that's exactly was my response to ralph when he was acknowledging and realizing that he was yeah. wanted there in real time it's like bro like all we got to do now is ensure that next year, yeah. you don't have this feeling anymore that there's mm-hmm. 30 of us in there. There's 20 yeah. of us. You yeah. know, every single person in my company, starting with my CEO, Laura Pisa, yeah. she is born and raised in Colombia, Ralph Dorless, Haiti and here Miami, Carlos mm. in Puerto Rico. Tony yeah. is uh, Latin, uh, but also was born in here in Florida. Yeah. Steve, you know, it, It's we such a diverse uh, team of techs that you never... Really see, and that's no. that's kind of been my uh, my goal with this company. I purposely yeah. wanted to. Re- revisit what a tech company looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, when I think of tech companies that, that started from the ground up, you think of like the Steve Jobs with the Wozniak in the yeah. garage, but they're in yeah. the cul sac right? I can't, mm-hmm. I don't, we don't, I don't come from a place where cul sacs are affordable, <laughs> right? Like this is my cul sac right? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I turn my office, my apartment, and and this, mm-hmm. my desk now travels the world with me. I don't care yeah. where I'm at. Like my, I, we disassemble it, but that's, that's my home, yeah. right? And yeah. that's, uh, that's exactly what, what I set out with Reven Imagine it's it's disrupting perception from the ground up, what a tech yeah. looks like, what a CEO looks like, mm-hmm. what a, a service in the location-based entertainment space looks like, what does a arcade mm-hmm. master look like, right? It, yeah. It's it's all by design. Team Infinite, too. What does an esports yeah. team look like? Yeah. I I love what Ninja has done, I love what PewDiePie has done in the VR space. I absolutely love what Thrill Seeker has done. Mm-hmm. I love what Nathy has done, but mm-hmm. this is different. Yeah. Right, they have built yeah. a very powerful Pepsi, a mm-hmm. very powerful Coke. No, this is rum and coke. This yeah. is a completely different energy. Just mixing the formula
0: and, and <laughs> this changing is, it up. Yes, yeah.
1: that's 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 our culture. That's I what we that. always At been.
0: We're uh, behind all of the business aspect of you. There is a human element to it. And, yes. and I think sometimes that can be forgotten from a lot of people. And mm-hmm. it's great to hear that. Honestly, it's it's really good to hear that.
1: It's important to celebrate it, right? Absolutely. A, a lot of people, especially in our culture cultures, right? And this, is, and this goes beyond just black and brown. It really yeah. affects everybody is that we're, yeah. we're told to be afraid of building businesses. We're afraid we're, we're, we're told to be afraid of building support for the things that we're passionate about. Mm-hmm. As long as you do it ethically, as long as you're honest, as long as you even meta, once again, as long as you let the clients and your customer base know, Hey, it's going to take five years. Mm-hmm. If they want to get mad at you, let them get mad at you. It's based on honesty.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: So yeah. That's what I always tell people. My company's candy with the medicine. I am building a business. I unfortunately have to charge an arm and a leg for building for an sure. arcade. Yeah. This is generational wealth, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not, there's a recession. It's, there's, there's, you know, we exactly. Eat, you know? <laughs> you want to make you want to make money in a yeah. in a recession in the entertainment world. Yeah. It can be done. It's just mm. it takes a lot of understanding and it, And that's what we do. We we make it very fun, right? Once again, mm-hmm. it's, it's confidence. I don't want any client to go like, "Oh, you're too expensive." No, they yeah. they say you're too expensive, but I'm having fun
0: exactly and this is exactly. great you you're worth I mean? it you're worth it i'm happy to We're trust worth it. you with it for sure um i'm just a bit conscious on time just kind of yes. wrap up to a couple things here just um first of Thanks all um i see that i don't know if you can talk about it but i see you have a project called arcade finder coming out in jan 2023 can yes you say anything about that yeah yet or?
1: i, I yeah. don't want to say too much about it because it's actually being architected in real time but yeah. arcade finder is a concept to essentially find arcades, right? Uh, Mm. Right now, what is a modern arcade, right? You think of a Dave & Buster's, you think of a Chuck E. Cheese, but there's much more than that. There's people that are running, you know, high level Mm -hmm. art venues, right? Mm -hmm. XR Interactive Art Galleries. There's a lot of... Uh, unfortunately right now xr movies or xr theater productions mm-hmm. are only being showcased in virtual reality production events or art events yeah because nobody has gone out of their way to say oh this is actually an entertainment medium mm-hmm. if there was a company that allowed me to go see an xr movie every friday evening yeah. i would be there every friday evening yeah, yeah, yeah but no but they don't know how to build these venues right so mm. we have to start finding ways Building the 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 structures behind it. Mm-hmm. It's, if people are going to start building these venues, somebody has to find them very easily. Yeah. So yeah. that's. Uh, I think that's what I can say. with Arkaid Finder is. Nice, it's, nice. it's it's really good candy with the medicine, allowing people around the world to mm-hmm. wherever they're traveling, um, find. It's the like, best like a of the hub
0: best. to kind of find exactly. Yeah. yeah. The candy without a medicine. That's why I was going to be stuck in my head all day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people see me all the time and they see that, but it, but it's true. You you, you need want, a T
0: shirt with it. I'm telling you uh, now. I,
1: I, I'll definitely. I'll get it. I'll definitely make one. You'll be the first to have one
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and fa- finally um jose just want to mention obviously you're now on the f reality podcast you yes it's not like you have enough on your plate already you now do a, <laughs> a weekly live podcast or generally weekly South um yeah. how is how is that um obviously it's only been i think you've been on there for three or four shows right now four so.
1: four shows now it's been yeah. a learning lesson it's yeah. been incredible you know i i went from not having a public voice um mm-hmm. in the podcasting or in the in the general public space to Re- not replacing but filling a void that yeah. nathy hit yeah. <laughs> and like, big wow, shoes fell. it shoes was crazy <laughs> so i've been going from zero to uh, it's yeah. the equivalent of being like hey you want to get into you know racing and i go into a like you know from yeah. a horse yeah. to like a race car in, 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 <laughs> yeah. like, but it, it's been awesome you know adam yeah. Bombati, rowdy zim mm. they're um, I remember the first conversation I had with Zim, and it was exactly that, right? Yeah. Um, he he told me it's like I you, you represent something different, and he mm-hmm. wants to embrace it.
0: Yeah,
2: um,
1: they I also think it was a great
0: the- opportunity when obviously Mike Nathy left to. Mm-hmm switch up the formula a little bit for and sure. they did they generally um, yeah.
1: did right uh, yeah. a lot of people i gotta give them props right him and him and rowdy could have easily just let the podcast die right for sure could have easily said or or done the same right they yeah. could have said hey you know nathy has a very powerful demographic that in the uk people yeah. that really understand and love them that's kind of fit that get mold the same still. kind
0: of yeah yeah. and they did yeah. it
1: you know they they, they, no, they, they went, went with him. two
0: completely different people oh, um, I,
1: and, they, and you know what's the best Best mm-hmm. part is i didn't know that adam Bombadi was going to be the the really? other host yes wow. until the until our second it was until the the day of the yeah. first episode that we we're going to um, record yeah. together the
0: reveal and such amazing And it
1: was so powerful because um, yeah. i mentioned earlier jack uh, jackal uh games yeah. our community yeah. manager actually was talking to adam Bombadi about advice about community management what mm. that position looks like right these mm. are once again, what does a community manager look like in a VR space? What do they do? What it just new yeah. business lanes that we're kind of building in real time. So, Adam yeah. Bombati is kind of the benchmark, in my opinion, of a really good community manager mm-hmm. VR.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: What she's been doing with Liv is phenomenal. Yeah. Um. Every time I go to an XR event, that Liv has a presence. She's there. She's mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's. I was like, oh, I want that. Yeah. I, I want that. Right. So yeah, yeah. when I when I spoke to Jackal, oh, he you know i told i i had reached out to him and we were talking about the position and he goes oh i actually speak to adam Bombadi a lot about this and i this wow. was something i wanted to get into it was like stars aligning and yeah, and yeah it was she, like uh, meant to be
0: kind of thing yeah, yeah.
1: so yeah. her being on the podcast is kind of being like wow we full circle um yeah. Just, uh, I love it. I, I love the the dynamics of a podcast. Yeah. I
0: uh, I also like that you've got, yeah, four now completely different people Um, mm-hmm. in terms of, so it makes the conversation really interesting because yes. you're coming from different viewpoints. For you, for example, being mostly in the back end of the industry, there's a different perspective that you can bring into it, right? So you can quash those VR dead. People, uh, and know? I
1: love it. <laughs> I, I, I love the dynamics. It, it, it's so yeah. cool, especially... Once again, it's I. I love Nathi Mike. Like I, I understand what they brought. Right, like mm-hmm. I am a huge fan of Nathi. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so it's it, it going full circle, right? I um, one of the one of my Nathie's videos that are one of my favorites. When he went to the Star Park in China, where he was talking mm-hmm. about location based arcades. Yeah, and so I was a huge fan of him. That was a video that I remember showing my friends and family years ago. Hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to yeah. do. So, wow getting getting to to fill that void that nathy was leaving in, in that reality and getting you know a, a very earnest message from him you know letting yeah. me know like hey i like what you're doing in the podcast like it was mm-hmm. it, it's it's expiring it, it's made That's me nice. kind of it, it's the 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 right gas to the fire that i required yeah. to kind of very
0: humbling yeah Yeah. seriously
1: that, yeah. so and yeah. yeah talking to you about this stuff i you know, we've been kind of you, you were what you wanted me on a podcast to talk before after reality you know what i mean so <laughs> it's, it's
0: been, remarkable. I, think, I feel like we started talking like maybe i don't know beginning of the year but definitely second quarter or something to try and get <laughs> way better
1: conversation up. to be honest if we would have had a conversation last when we had it it wouldn't have been as fun as, yeah as absolutely
0: absolutely no um I say that kind of brings us nicely to kind of end the podcast i really appreciate you coming on um like i said at the top of the show very busy one of the busiest people i've seen in, in, in vr <laughs> but just in the and getting busier
1: sense. bro you're gonna see, you're just, see nothing yet
0: yeah, yeah we am not that's what i'm saying. <laughs> saying i'm like next year you know you've got obviously reboot still going on a, on a high but then you're adding this team infinite you know, that's really going to pop next year, and I'm oh, yeah. super excited to see what you and the rest of the team do. And for sure, yeah, we'll have to get the whole Team Infinite crew on the podcast yes. one day. Maybe one day we'll do it live. You know, and just hey, maybe we'll
1: bring maybe we'll bring you to to an event that we're planning. We're we're actually uh we're we're gonna do once again. We're to, we we've had the conversation about representation. Yeah, we we're not going to be people that just talk about it. We're going to do mm. some really cool stuff down the pipeline where we're planning some charity events, some toy drives. Mm. So I definitely want to bring you. A- to oh, some man. of those events so you can really see what once yeah. again what a real esports team looks like we're not here to talk about it i'm not going to yeah, be like yeah. oh the yeah,
0: yeah. you'll see guys you'll see no 100 <laughs> i'll be i'll be down and to do a live podcast at that event to Let's meet all you that'd be amazing but yeah jose thank you very much um obviously do you want to plug your twitters or where can people find you Jose, the VR
1: tech on everything. That's Jose, J-O-S-E-T-H-E-V-R-T-E-C-H. Yeah. Jose, the VR tech on everything. My company is Reboot Imagine, RebootImagine.com. But yeah, reach out to me at any message. I'm really, really easy to reach out to. So the, yeah. I'm, a, I'm All the DM the links- way.
0: All the links will be in the description below, as well as the F Reality podcast that you're now a part of, which is amazing. But Most thank definitely. you, Jose, and definitely thank you to everyone who's been listening and watching uh from home or car or wherever you are. <laughs> Till the next in time. The Metaverse. <laughs> later.